The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. Oh, we couldn't resist it. 11 minutes past seven, and that, of course, is Taylor Swift. Wow, she's doing unbelievably well. She's become the first Grammy nominee to have her seventh nomination in the category of Best Song. Doing incredibly well. And here's the question. Do you know what a Taylor Swift fan is called? Do you know what a Taylor Swift fan is called? If you do, you're welcome to contact us. So what are our contact details in case you want to send your big, fat, juicy, in case you want to enter the conversation? I asked you a bit earlier, what do you think South Africa in 2035 could look like? There are a bunch of different scenarios, and we'll be talking about that in a short while. And you're welcome to call us. Yeah, you could just pick up the phone and dial 086-000-2032. Or you could SMS us, SMS rate supply, don't forget, 41391. Or you could voice note us on WhatsApp. We love to hear from you. We want to hear your voice. We want to know where you're sending your voice from, apart from your vocal cords. 614 And then, of course, you can just follow us on X or Twitter, at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFMJSB or at Mish Constant. Now's the time. Let's have some fun. So we're going to start off with uh, our science and environment story, as we like to do on a Saturday morning. There is a mysterious disease which is hitting South African pine trees, and uh, it took place 40 years ago, but the chances are there's a new character that has entered into that particular uh, storyline. So we've got Dr. Andy Wilson on the line, postdoctoral researcher in forestry and agricultural biotechnology, and currently based in Denmark. Dr. Wilson, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. So you're in Denmark. I'm looking out the window of Joburg on the sixth floor at the SABC, and I can see purple jacarandas, everyone. The sun is making the sky a beautiful brilliant blue there's green trees everywhere because of course we know that this is the city of trees what can you see out your window if i look outside my window i can't see anything because it is 6 a.m here and still pitch dark hopefully (laughs) the sun will rise in the next hour or so um but it's a a cold and dark morning here still and is, is is it starting to snow yet No, not yet. We'll hopefully get some snow towards the end of the month or early into December if we're lucky. Okay. Well, let's hope you do because there's nothing better than a little bit of bright white snow. So the what, the why, the how, the where. This is a disease that hit South Africa's pine trees 40 years ago. And now there's a, a possibility that you may have figured it out what, in fact, it was. You need to speak in layman's terms because, I mean, the only thing I know about trees and disease is borer, which, of course, is... Uh, the bark, but then this, of course, is something completely different. So what is this mystery disease? Yeah, so um, like you say, almost 40 years ago now, um, foresters in the Western Cape started noticing that their pine trees were dying and they were dying in these patches. And year after year, that patch just got bigger and bigger. And um, upon close investigation, they saw that what was actually happening was the roots were really unhealthy. Um, So they suspected it was some kind of root disease. Um, but just from that information, it's really difficult to try and determine what, what's actually going on. Um, so it, it ended up taking some people looking really closely at, at what the roots were looking like and taking samples from those roots and trying to identify the disease that way. But with the, t- the technologies they had at the time, it just wasn't possible. So basically, the case went cold 
And we weren't really sure what was happening until literally last year, the year before. So what was happening? So what we now know is that it was probably a fungus called Rhizina undulata that was infecting the roots of the trees. And it goes into the roots and sort of destroys them. And then because you don't have a good strong root system, your tree's just not able to continue growing. So they start dying. And we know now that the reason those patches were expanding was as the fungus was growing in the soil and infecting sort of increasing radiuses of roots, you then get the death of these trees in these patches. So, Dr. Wilson, let's um, look at the pine tree. So, what I, I never actually realized that the pine tree was indigenous to South Africa, which just shows my absolute lack of knowledge. But um, is it indigenous? No. So, the oh, pine trees are okay. not indigenous to South Africa. Yeah. So, they're indigenous to northern temperate regions like Northern America and parts of Europe. Yeah. But we do plant hundreds of thousands of pine trees in South Africa as part of our forestry industry because we use the, the, the wood for things like timber and pulp. Um, so it's, it's a really integral part of our forestry industry in South Africa, which is why we plant them. And would this uh, fungus be attacking only pine trees? And would that be because they aren't indigenous? So it's, it's sort of a two-way story. Firstly, they uh, this fungus infects any kind of conifer, really. Um, but the primary conifer that we obviously use in South Africa is pine, which is why it's a problem in pine trees. Yeah. And then the other side of that is because they're, the pine trees are not indigenous to South Africa, they face stresses and threats in South Africa that they don't have in their home. Yeah. And those stresses mean that they are more vulnerable to diseases and pests. So it's part of the forestry um, South African industry to really look after these plants really well because they're not used to the environment that they're, they're in here. It means we might need to start planting more indigenous trees. But let me not go into that debate at all. <laughs> Dr. Wilson, as you mentioned, this is like a mystery disease and the case went cold. I mean, it sounds like a murder. Well, it is a murder of the trees. <laughs> yeah. um, that took place 40 years ago. But now you've discovered through DNA sequencing what, this, what it is, this fungus. And it's starting, you are seeing it uh, recently in the Western Cape again, if I'm not mistaken. So we haven't seen it recently in the Western Cape, specifically in these plantations, because unfortunately these plantations where it was originally discovered don't exist anymore. But it does come back every couple of years because things, so one of the the most important things about this fungus is that it gets activated when there's fire. So it's little spores or little seeds that, that remain dormant in the soil are activated when there is very intense heat. So what happens is when you have something like an accidental forest fire that comes through an area, it can activate those spores and then bring the disease back. So So we do every now and again have these sort of re-emergences of the disease um, in other parts of the country as well. Which is interesting because uh, if you think about the Western Cape, we know, for example, that um, the indigenous uh, uh, fanbors, the proteas, etc., need fire on occasion in order to spread their seeds as well. So this seems to be the same kind of thing. The one is good, the other is bad. Exactly, exactly that. The fungus is known colloquially as a coffee fire fungus. What's the coffee part of the fire fungus? (laughs) Yeah, so that comes from from Europe, um, yeah. where this where the, where this fungus is very well known. 
where people would go for walks or go through forests and and make tiny little fires next to the side of the trails to warm up their coffee because obviously it's Europe and it's very cold. Yeah. Um, and what ends up happening is the heat from even these very small fires is enough to activate the fungus. And then they see the disease very close to these areas where people are stopping to warm up their fungus, uh, warm up their coffee, sorry. So that's where the coffee fi- fire fungus name comes from. So is this something that we need to be concerned about in South Africa as we move forward? Yes, I mean, definitely. It's something that that has um, definitely impacted the way that that forestry industry in South Africa deals with their forests. For example, it used to be pretty common to burn um, the sort of debris after the the plantations are harvested. We can't do that anymore because it's going to activate Rosina andulata. So it's definitely already had an impact on the forestry industry and the way they manage their plantations. And that's not going to go away. Once the disease is there in the soil, it's very difficult to remove it. So even going forward, it's going to impact how we deal with our forests. Um, and as with anything, more research into this topic is always is always really important. If I was a farmer, how would I be able to see that it was happening apart from the fact that my pine trees were dying? So one of the nice things about this fungus is it does make above ground what we call fruiting bodies. Um, So you can physically see it if it's in your in your plantation, which is not true for for many other diseases. Mm. So if you take a walk through your forest, they make these sort of big brown clumps of fruiting body that are quite distinctive. Um, So that's definitely one way you could pick it up. Fantastic. It's a great story, Dr. Andy Wilson, postdoctoral researcher of forestry and agriculture. We hope that uh, the sun comes up and we have no doubt you'll have a great cup of Danish coffee and that your Saturday morning will be fabulous.